Welcome into the podcast, everybody. Welcome to Nacho Average Podcast. I'm back. I am here. You are not listening to the sultry sounds of David Van Zant. It is. It is I. I have come home. We we missed you, and at the same time, it <laughs> it was it was fine. <laughs> No, David, that was, David did great. You did like, do great. That was the that was the how do I look question from your wife, that or that was the how do I does look. Does this dress answer. make me look fat? You look great. I like it, it looks exactly how you, you want it to look. Beautiful, honey. Yes, I think the other dress is prettier. <laughs> I think it's the dress. The dress is just kind of strange, oh, you know. Man. We've already Not gotten you. off topic. We've already gotten off topic. I'm Andrew Perry. This is Jordan Wood. What up? You're listening to Nacho Average Podcast, the show where we eat nachos and talk about fantasy football. Today is Wednesday, October 2nd. Dang straight. And, man, it's October, and it's 90. It's Halloween it's, season. Goodness gracious. Scary. Spooky season. Record high today. Spooky season. Uh, nachos today from El Matate. El Matate. And, uh, up yeah. Out in Hickson. Yeah, out in Hickson. Gonna be honest. And we had some issues. Today was more of a like. So we ate them before the show. It was a proximity and, thing, and pull, just to leave. Yeah, just to pull everybody in. We're not yeah. physically eating them during yeah, the show. Yeah, total we transparency. We don't here. want to lie to you. Yeah, we had to eat them at lunch for for yeah. certain reasons, but yeah, we um the I've, beans. We'll talk about them after. We'll yeah. do, we'll end the show talking about them. I'm, so the nachos were I'm not fun mad. today. I'm just no, no, no. There were good things about them. Yeah, they had good. They could. They had good things about them. But <laughs> today's show, you'll hear about some news and notes, yeah. injury report. Yeah. We've got a new couple new segments. Yeah, we do. We do the uh, Micah Freeze sit of the week <laughs> this week. Please don't fire me. Uh, bench <laughs> this'll, slapped. This will prove that he listens. That's true. This yeah. will prove if he I listens. Don't, or not. I don't plan on saying a word until he brings <laughs> it up. I'll be like, "Yeah, you listened." <laughs> yep. So new segment there. We've got bench slapped and yep. uh, what. Instead of doing chumps and champs this week, we thought it'd be interesting. We're five weeks, about to be five weeks into the season. Yep. Interesting start of the season, so we're going to do a little discussion on what players are in slash out of the top 12 end of season. Yeah. So we'll, we've got a list. We've got one at every position, mm. and then, of course, we'll preview week four. Not a ton of news and notes, not a ton of, inter- not a ton of new injury reports. Yeah. Um, but, Jordan, why don't you take us through some different news yeah. and notes here? So we've got this was the most interesting thing to me is that Tyreek Hill is is practicing. Um, I know that Matt Matthew, is Matthew Matt is, somewhere is rejoicing. He's, he's taking a breath. Yep. There is, he basically his tag Finally. his tag is questionable for this week. I would yeah. just go ahead and just count him out this yeah. week. No, I'm not playing him. He's getting back. He's he's healing up. He went out what week one. Um, so he, he he had like a good four to uh, four to six ish week. Um, track to come back so he's on time yep. but he's practicing he still has that shoulder bothering him i think he's going to be fine next week um but they're they're not counting him out yet he's still yeah. questionable for sunday they haven't said he's not out so yeah. you got to keep worth an eye monitoring on that. and yeah. if he's back i guess the question i would ask is do you play him or i, I mean, do. I, mean I don't really know in what situation especially knowing that he's on matt's team right i mean matt has just gone through the ringer with yeah uh, even Injuries. today, we're yeah. going to talk about another person on his yeah. team yet again who's gotten injured. So Matt well, just has run through it. It's not fair, yeah. but yeah. Um, I think if you're Matt's situation, you absolutely play him. I think if you can stand to not play him, you shouldn't. But if he's if out they, there, 
I, I would be curious to see what the injury report actually says about him. Yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. they come out and say he's back, is it... Here we are. Here we are, we or is he, him. like, no limitations, full snap count? Is he on a... Yeah, is he on a snap count or not? Yep. Yeah. If, I he's, if there's no snap count, watch. If there's nothing... I'm I'm full stream ahead. Full steam ahead with um, Tyreek Hill. Stream. Got that boat out. That's, that steam engine. You're just mm-hmm. tooting on down the road. Uh, Michael Gallup is hoping to be back Sunday. Kind of the same thing. It's yeah. um, we're thinking he'll be back Sunday, but maybe not. If if this is the case, though, if if Gallup is back, this is gigantic news for your Dak Prescotts, for Cowboys, Cowboys in general. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Michael Gallup had 15 targets from Dak in his first two weeks. Um, he was obviously he was doing great, cut touchdowns, tons of yards. Gallup was a huge part of the offense, and I think in turn that helped out Amari, that helped out Zeke. Yeah, and the rest of the offense in general. <laughs> Witten, <laughs> yeah, Witten had two touchdowns the yeah. two weeks that Gallup was there. Um, but I think this is good for the offense in general, especially playing Packers, whose defense are is pretty darn legit right now. Mm-hmm. So I think if they can get Gallup back, it's great. Even if he's more of like a decoy at that mm-hmm. point too. I think it's good for Dak and everybody involved. Yep. Um, Tevin Coleman's back. Woo! To quote you from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I think um, I think there's a few things we look at here. Coleman is back. So what does that mean for the backfield? Um, you had Jeff Wilson promoted from the practice squad when Coleman went out. Now, if you look at just straight-up stats, you look at the box score and you don't actually watch the film or anything like that, mm-hmm. you're looking at Wilson going, oh, boy, <laughs> bro's getting, like, two touchdowns a game. Yeah. But he's literally getting, like, a couple of carries a game and their goal line work, yeah. and it's going away. Yeah. that but, I, I think that reinforces the importance of looking beyond just your fantasy numbers. Look yeah. at how they're – being scored snap count um look at your snap counts look at your targets that way you don't pick up somebody who's got some phantom numbers that spiked mm-hmm. one week and you pick them up and try and play them yeah okay. one and like as, as much as i hate to say things like this that that's how trades get made a yeah. lot is yeah. taking advantage of someone who's looking at previous numbers yeah. and not digging no saying oh that's not consistent that's he not two weeks of yeah. 15 20 points. I'll give I'll but. give Aaron credit. I can't stand that little punk, but he's smart <laughs> when it comes to trading and yeah. he's always digging and going like, yeah, he looks good and he's had this, but like look at the future. Yeah. I don't know if this is a, this is a It's an intelligent conversation. Compliment to Aaron. Yeah. I I love you, dude, but um Aaron and I have gone back in a few yeah. trades and he's sm- I mean like Aaron's not going to take a trade unless it's absolutely good for his team. Yeah. So I applaud him for that. I yeah. just look for the people that don't do that, unfortunately. Yeah. Aaron's not one of them. But let's realistically, Tevin Tevin's the number one. I, I, I don't think be. we have a question about that. He's gotta be. He was that's the way it was it was going to be when the yeah. year started. Brita was gonna be that like uh change of pace back. Mm-hmm. Mostert was what he would have been was what he was last year. Yeah. I think he was just the random yep. pass catching role every once in a while. Mostert yep. never got a ton of work. But I think you're going to go back to Wilson's, probably going back to the practice squad. Yep, I would think um, so. You're going to have, and I don't think they'd be crazy enough to carry four running backs on their depth chart. Um, I'm not. So you got Tevin and, Mo- Tevin and Brita is is where I'm sitting, honestly. The good thing is, um, I think it was something like 56%. The, the, hmm. the 49ers run the ball 
more than any other team in the yep. NFL. Um, so clearly, they're running the ball. Shanahan's offense is, I mean, it is what it is. Shanahan right. lo- is, is, is a good play caller, good offense. He's always had good offenses. Mm-hmm. He had great offense at the yep. Falcons. So I think it's a good place to be. I think if you have Tevin, I do. Uh, I don't think you start him this week. No. He's, he's back, but I, yeah. I, I, I don't think you start him. I think you wait to see kind of what the right. plan looks like. So unless you're in a desperate position. Right. I, I was going to say, unless I he's, wouldn't play Tevin. Unless he's the guy that you're like been waiting on and waiting on and waiting on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, for like in our league, like I'm kind of surprised I, I got him. I thought someone sure. might have picked him up last year. Last week, kind of like Golden Tate. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron picked up Golden Tate last week, mm-hmm. and this will be the first first week he's in. Um, but I mean, eh, he's 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 playing Cleveland. The Browns not have bad. been. It's, it's not a terrible matchup, but yep. you know, I don't know. Yep. I don't think it's worth it. Yep. I'm surprised to see. Uh, moving on to the injury report here, I'm surprised to see you have a kicker <laughs> that you care enough that I, they got injured <laughs> to mention it. I don't. At all. I don't. It's a fallacy. <laughs> This one's a big deal it because is. of his name it is. and the team it he's is. on. I mean, yeah. uh, Goskowski mm-hmm. of the Patriots is officially going on IR. Season-ending hip surgery. Yeah. That's the old man. Old man surgery. Yeah, but he's that's significant it for significant. a team that obviously has Super Bowl um, aspirations and looks great. Potential. Yep. From a Alabama fan for the last ten years, I can tell you kickers are important <laughs> when you have to have them. You don't want to use them, but when you have to, you're glad they're there, yeah. and they're glad that they're good. Um, yeah. And so Goskowski's been one of the best kickers in the league for a long time now. So I'm currently looking up who their backup is. I think they tried out a few people. Kai, uh, oh, I don't know, Kai Forbath. I think is one of them. I think they just they had a few people come out. I don't know that they've declared who they've picked, but maybe they have. If you find it, you let me know. I will. But on to mentioned it earlier. Unfortunately, I'm just now realizing I wrote Christina Kirk instead of Christian Kirk. <laughs> let me yeah, let me change that yeah. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> John Ross. John Ross has been placed on IR. Um, I believe it's it's the designated to return. He's not on season. He's not gone. He can come back. He actually has the same injury that Tyreek Hill did, the sternoclavicular injury. Well done. The boo boo in your shoulder, right? If you're if you recall, mm-hmm. uh, his seems to be a little bit um, more severe than Tyreek's yeah. was. They've projected him at a six to eight week um, oh. return, whereas Tyreek was more of like a four to six. And mm-hmm. we see that it's closer to four for Tyreek to be back because yeah. he's potentially coming back this week um my question is you've got john ross who has been although inconsistently how he got there one of the better receivers in the league i know what the answer is for matthew do you hold him or do you drop john ross and move on i'm done with him i mean like you're looking at a week 13 return that's you picking him back up in the playoffs right hoping he's legitimate and better, and I think the problem with I'm I'm on the I'm on the same page with you. I would drop him. I think the problem you look at with John Ross is that when he does return, there's going to be a healthy AJ Green right. on this roster where there isn't yeah. now. Yeah, and AJ Green's going to be the nine route long ball guy. Right. I mean Ross is a burner. He's faster than AJ Green. Right. Um, 
But I, th- I don't think Andy Dalton yeah. can support AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, and John Ross. And John yeah. Ross. No, I think right. Ross goes back to kind of how it was last mm-hmm. year as a third, third Speedy read slot option guy. and yep. potential big play every yep. once in a while. So. I mean, and it may be, you know, depending on how things play out, injuries to your team, whatever you get in the playoffs. Week twelve injury to one of your receivers, you need a home run swing. Sure, go yeah. go pick him up. And this is the type of injury that yeah, I I would drop him, and then around week eleven, I'll start him. looking at what he's yeah. at. And if I have the roster spot to afford it, and I look like I'm in the playoffs, right? Then sure, go why not? Up. Because you watch him in the yeah. first week, he's back, and maybe he is a giant part of the game plan. Maybe maybe AJ Green is not who we thought he right. was. He doesn't come back from this right. injury like we wanted. It's possible, but I would I would let him go until. Much later in the season. Agreed. Um, unfortunately, another receiver, Devontae Adams. Devonta? Devontae. I don't actually Tay. know. Tay? Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. Um, having a great game the other night. Aaron Rodgers kind of first big coming out party yeah, this year. This year, yeah. I know he's been struggling with the, the – he's been struggling with the uh, offense mm-hmm. there, and we're going to talk about him later. But comes up kind of – finicky on one of the plays yeah i think the immediate reaction was like a turf toe injury and so very gingerly on it the rest of the game i don't believe he came back that whole night um he's most likely going to be out this week Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are trying to make it trying to make uh excuses to say he can play but i think when you're still doubtful at this point like he wasn't just he's not he hasn't practiced all week right you know It'd be different if it was today and he took off because that you know it's Wednesday and that's right. just kind of a thing. Veteran day off. He yeah. hasn't had practice all week, and I just don't think he's available Sunday. And it's unreal. I don't think any of us really realize how dependent wide receivers are on their toes. Sure. Like I mean, at, like it's a toe injury. Oh, play through it. But like making cuts, jumping off. You know, they're big, especially if it's a big toe kind of deal. Like I, I mean, it's yeah. it can it can put you down for a couple weeks. Sure. You know, I remember Julio a couple years ago had turf toe. And it was like he just never could get back from it. Can't put that pressure no. on it, and these guys are taking yeah. off from the line of scrimmage, yep. pivoting just like you said. Yep. You you go look at Geronimo Allison. You go look at MVS. You go that's, look at some of those other guys. That's the question I had. Are you looking at MVS because of a better talent, or Geronimo because of an existing relationship with Aaron Rodgers? I I think I think you go. Whoever's available on your waiver wire, go pick them up. I think both of them should be rostered right now. Sure. Um, if you're playing bye weeks, if you're short a guy, if you if you're the John Ross owner and mm-hmm. just lost him, yeah, go pick up Geronimo Matthew. Go <laughs> go find <laughs> MVS <Matthew>. or yeah, <laughs> go find Geronimo, somebody like that. Matthew's just really um, helping Tyreek's ready. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think you you definitely go give him a look. I'm not must starts with either one of those. I think they're must rosters. You got to go. You put them on your roster if you have space for them and want to drop somebody that you're. I feel like them. I feel like we can talk about this in depth more, but yeah, if you're Matthew and you have Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. and you've gone through some of the woes this guy has gone through, yeah, do you try to pimp Tyreek Hill out for a trade? Get two pieces, two like meaningful yeah. the starters, but not yeah. you know not amazing like an RB two and, and a wide receiver two. Do you try yeah. to go get that for Tyreek? Are you to hold on, hoping Tyreek is that big of a difference maker on your team that yeah. can bring you back I, so, into the fold? So I think that is a much deeper conversation because I think your keeper league strategy 
has to kick in at some point. Fair, yeah. So, I, like, if you're in a redraft league, sure. Yeah, jump him, go Sell get talent, him, go you get somebody win else. The sure. Next. If you can go dump him and grab a keeper for next year, you start rebuilding your team. Do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting three and one right now with a pretty decent team. Two years ago, when Freeman, McKinnon, like my first three or four draft picks all got hurt mm-hmm. before the season started, yeah, I was like, guys, it's been fun. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna making some trades. Sit back like, and watch, baby. I'm gonna just make sure, try and keep the the heart of my team together and play for next year. And even last year was right. not what exactly what I wanted to be. I was waiting for some guys to come around, but now you know I. I Held out on Mark Ingram. I held out on some of these other guys. I went and got Nick Chubb. Not the worst waivers. decisions you've made. Yeah, so I, <laughs> but it paid off for me, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I in no means was selling the house to, you know, right. keep the farm kind of deal. But, yeah, that worked. Yeah, that was there. But, <laughs> nonetheless, I think if I'm Matthew or Ben or one of these guys who, like, your team's kind of crumbling and you, not of your own fault, not because you're a bad manager, no. but it's just – a the ton nature of injuries, of, to be honest. Yeah and, yeah, and there's not much you can do about or that. Or players but that should be panning out. Sure, and they just, they just aren't. Yeah, and that's just unlucky. Um, but I think yeah. if I'm one of those guys, I'm selling a couple, a big-name player to get some, you know, mid- yeah. to high-draft round picks, you know, for, for okay. keepers for next year. But anyways. Um, we mentioned it a second ago. Christina Kirk. <laughs> uh, Chris Kirk, Cardinals receiver. Ankle injury unlikely to play on yep. Sunday. Um, actually, they were talking about, oh, what is his name, that other receiver? Oh, they drafted him this year. He's got a funny name. Talking about getting him some work as well since Christian Kirk's hmm. going to be out. Oh, I'm really mad that I can't think of that guy's name. It's funny sounding. Um, regardless, the point is here, struggling Kyler Murray. Um, Arizona's got to play Cincinnati. That's the best part about this <laughs> is that to not have uh, – you talking about Andy Isabella? Andy Isabella, yes. Um, talking about getting him some work. Um, to not have Christian Kirk, this is a great week to not have him. I mean, mm-hmm. sincerely hope there's nothing wrong with his right. ankle and he should be coming back. But I think the fact that he's unlikely to play, they're just thinking we probably won't have him. I don't think this is too too serious or anything like that. So I think you're going to have him back the following week. But at, at Cincinnati is not the worst week to be out. Christian Kirk, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, do a great job. Um, David Johnson, hopefully get some more work. I'd be fine with that. Um, but I, I think, you know, Christian Kirk has been okay this year. He's been pretty good. You, you're okay to hopefully you're not counting on right. Christian Kirk as like your one and two, one, one potentially, but you hopefully hope you have some depth. Um, but Kirk will also be out um, for this week. Yeah. So that's some news and notes, injury report. Uh, you know, pay attention to those things. Keep up with them. You don't ever want to get bit by a by a late start that ends up, yeah. You know, coming back and this, to, to get you a little I, bit. Can I finally? Can I get? Can I touch on this? This this bugs me. Sure. This is your reminder. If you happen to listen to this podcast, if not, it's your fault. Get your Thursday night players out of your flex. <laughs> Very good. Do not start a Thursday night player in your flex. Do yeah. you understand what the purpose of the flex position is for? flexibility it is not it does not matter well david's my david johnson's my best running back levion's my second best running back so i have to put wayne gallman in my flex spot scoring doesn't change it literally doesn't matter the flex position and 100 
for flexibility. A yep. tight end, receiver, or running back can fall yep. in that spot. So going ahead and putting someone in your flex for Thursday night is just stupid because if you do have an injury that happens yep. or someone – McLaurin wasn't expected to be out, but all right. of a sudden he's out, yep. and you need to put some random person in your flex. Well, stupid you left McLaurin in your receiver spot, whatever. You know, it's, it's there for you to yep. deal with last-minute things that happen. Yep. Get Thursday night players out of your flex spot. Yep. Yep. Good oh. word there. Good word there. Oh, it's just been on my chest. <laughs> feel too better? Many, I see too many people do that. Do you, you feel better? I feel much better. Good. 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 Those news and notes, uh, this injury report coming through, like Jordan said, get the Thursday night guys out of your flex spot. Let's move on to bench slap this week and um, <laughs> pastor. Oh goodness! That was that was painful to watch, Micah. That was that was painful to watch. So, let's, but let's let's talk about this for just spend just a minute because he's really the only. I don't one want to just attack about. him. No, 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 I don't. So, but come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's look at Chris Godwin for a second. Okay, we'll pull up the game here. Yeah. So going in, like not knowing what he did, moving into that week. Okay. You, you don't like Jameis Winston. He scored two touchdowns or a touchdown in two weeks. Week one and week two, he scored a touchdown each. His target count, week two, he had kind of a blow-up game. Then week three, he had a really down game against a pretty terrible New York Giants. So you're thinking, okay, flash in the pan, whatever. Rams has a decent defense. I can kind of see where he's coming from. But you you played McCole Hardman. That's what bothers me. Over there was there was there was the um there was the injury like concern on Godwin sure. last week, but he was declared good. He was he was fine. Yeah. He's he is playing. Yep. I Godwin I think is one of those players that if they if they start you play them. Yeah. I don't think matchup matters with this guy. Because even if you hate Jameis Winston, yep. when they're playing against garbage teams, that's the guy he's going to look to. Yeah. He's going to look to his 1 and 2, Evans and Godwin, arguably 1A and 1B. They're right. both pretty darn good this year. Yeah. So, But then you go look at McCall Hardman making the case to play him Okay, yeah. over that. I don't understand. You got week one, he came in after Tyreek Hill got hurt. Then you've got weeks two and three where he hits – Week two was a was a was a solid wide receiver, low end wide receiver one, wide receiver two week. Touchdown, six targets, four catches, sixty one yards, fifteen, fourteen point six points, great week. You're thinking, oh, maybe there he is. He steps up. Then it's the next week, which throws everything off. Because the week after that, five targets, two catches, and one of them was just a bomb. Yeah. Average was forty eight yards per catch. And per catch, forty-eight yards per catch. Yeah. That is not yeah. consistency, dude's that doing good. Wanna, that no. is boom or bust, bust player. So, so again, okay. So I I'm just still don't thinking. Trust that. I'm still thinking. McCall Hardman until Tyreek Hill comes back. He's your home run swing. If he if he hits on one catch for seventy-five yards and a touchdown, then you make your week. You're good. That's a great week. week. That's fine. But. <laughs> If he doesn't, which is the more like he didn't need to swing for the fences this week. Right. He didn't need to I mean, with Zeke, Derrick Henry had a great week, those guys. 
you could have still like let's just say like okay Chris Godwin uh, against the Rams or even Robert Woods for that matter to me would yeah. have been the even smarter play over that so I like just sitting there watching Robert Woods get target after target after target after target is just like man how do you yeah how do you swing for the fences versus probable consistency out of Robert Woods. I think it was special that it was this, these two players in the same game. Yeah. And could, I don't think anybody predicted the no. over-under of 95 points. No. Um, or the spread, excuse me, yeah, whatever that is. Um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody thought this is the way this game was going to go. Yeah. And it got into just a throwing match between Jameson yeah. and Goff, and whose numbers finally looked great, obviously inflated by this. Right. I think Robert Wood's numbers were inflated by this. Sure. But still, I, I mean, Micah, we love you and all. I just don't really get it, and I expect yeah. an explanation on and I, and I th- Sunday. And I think, I mean, knowing him, there was probably a little bit of overthinking. Yeah. Probably you may, a little bit. You think bit Micah of like, thinks about his players? I, <laughs> yes, I do think that that is what the, the boy, the man knows how to research. Man, I tell you that much. The man loves his numbers. Dang right, loves his statistics. He's looking those things up. So I have no doubt in my mind this was not him not paying attention. No, I, I mean, think this, this is was fantasy, a calculated. This is fantasy football. I predict this will happen, and he missed, and that's fine, and that's there. okay. I just think in in our shoes. Being able to kind of step back and maybe not being the owners, we probably would have suggested and said, "Hey, look, you're not gonna you're not gonna get consistency out of McCall. He's gonna yeah. he could potentially bust." I think, and Micah, you tell me this. I, I think the, the the problem with Micah's team is that it is so good currently mm-hmm. that I don't need boom or I don't need boom right. guys. Yes. I need just guys that are going to go in yep. there. And I need my Tyler Boyd, yep. who's going to be boring, you, but he's going to get me 10 to 12 points every week, and I'm fine with that. Yep. And I would rather just yep. let my other guys blow up like right. they normally I, do. But Mahomes is going to give you in a posi- put you in a position to win. Zeke's going to put you in a position to win. Marquise Brown and your receivers right now are the ones that you can kind of look at and go, eh, okay. But he, like- Marquise Brown crapped on the field with 4.2. Right. Patrick Mahomes, although he scored 26 points, didn't throw a touchdown. Right. Which I was really surprised about Marquise Brown. The Packers Brown. defense killed him with a negative yeah. one. Yeah. And who cares about kickers? <laughs> uh, screw kickers. Marquise Brown was a little bit surprising to me this week, especially the way the game script looked like it was 40 going. 40 to 25. And you're thinking Baltimore, the end of the game, is having to throw it. Why are yeah. they not throwing it deeper to him? I, I don't know. That was that was strange to me. So I don't – definitely the Marquise Brown play was not – the question, I think that's a good play. If you're trying to decide between Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, and Sterling Shepard, I probably would have played Wood and, Woods and Shepard and just dealt with the Godwin <laughs> bench slap yeah. and said, okay, he's a legit receiver rather, now. Yeah. I've learned my lesson. I'd rather go down with those cats than, yes. you know. that's, what that's what I'm thinking. Moral too. of the story here is Michael. Michael? Micah? Michael? Micah, you got bench slapped. Bad. And... and <laughs> and, and because of that we're so grateful that this happened yes we are just piling on yeah. him today <laughs> we are we we have we have begun to uh to think of segments commemorate there, there honor there is naming opportunity with some of these segments Absolutely. at this point because we think of micah in the term of statistics and the in the terms of numbers analytics and analytics He's always probably thinking through, okay, who's the clever play here? Who's the clever start? Who's going to be whatever? 
So we're going to come from the other side, and we have a new segment that we're going to start this week. Week one. Week one of the Microfreeze Sit of the Week. <laughs> Most people have starts of the week. No, get that out of here. We're going to do the Microfreeze Sit of the Week. Oh. Who is the player that you see that feels like a no-brainer, but go look at his numbers, go look at the matchup, but you're going to sit him. Yep. You're going to sit him. I'm going to let you start. Yeah, and, and I'm, I know... I love you, Micah. We're piling on you here, but we're going to take this to a legitimate place and yes, talk about something. Yes, yes, um, This is a legit sit of the week. Yes. This is probably a player who you're thinking about playing, um, who's who's looked good, and for this week, we do not see that being a good thing. Uh, I'm going to bring up Josh Jacobs. Okay. Um, this one's like specifically hard for me because I love Josh. Yeah. He's an Obama kid, and so it hurts a little bit. Um. Josh came out, his coming out party of week one was phenomenal. He looked great. Um, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Like, how can you complain about that? Um, slow on the reception game, but I think that's something that will come over time. Um, week two, 12 for 99. Uh, week three, this is when he started to kind of tip a little bit. Mm-hmm. 10 for 44, not a great week, yep. but it was against Minnesota, one of the better rushing defenses in the league. Um Last week against Indianapolis, 17 for 79, uh, two targets, 29 yards. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I believe he's ranked number 11. Can you vet that for me? I actually don't remember. Uh, Top 12, maybe? Or I'm crazy. But Jacobs has looked good. Incoming rookie, potential potential rookie of the year, David. Yeah. (laughs) Not Kyler Murray. Um, Josh is my sit of the week. Um He's he's been doing good. He's probably one of these running backs in a, in a league right now in a fantasy realm of running backs that there's not a lot that you look at and you just automatically start. I think Jacobs has kind of earned a little bit of that. He's probably a running back. I'm not really considering not playing. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's like usually if I'm looking at three, Josh is one of those three. He's probably one I'm assuming is going to be playing. Yeah. I think you I think you bench you sit Jacobs this week. Yep. Not only is he playing Chicago Bears, um, phenomenal defense. He's playing yep. in London. Yep. Um, the time change. Time change. The, Those the, games are always weird. Throws people off on their yep. bodies. There's people that perform that shouldn't, vice versa. Yep. Chicago is allowing 3.05 yards. That's just, let's say three. Three yards per carry. Mm. And the six fewest total rushing yards to tailbacks. Their, their rushing defense is phenomenal. This is not a game I feel confident in. First of all, that the Raiders are going to be up a lot of points and they're just going to run the clock out. So Josh is going to get a bunch of attempts. We've already seen he's not used in the receiving game mm. that much. Yeah. This is probably a game where I feel like Derek Carr is going to have to be passing a lot to Waller, try to mm. get himself back into the game, which a side note is one of the reasons I don't think Jacobs is in the getting a lot of receptions yeah. is because Waller is sitting in front of yep. him five yards and that's why he's just racking nice him little up. Safe, safety blanket there. I just I think Josh Jacobs is a sit this week. I do not yep. think he's a, he's a good start. My uh, microfree sit of the week is going to be a little bit of a hot take. Sorry. I, I had moved I gotta on say it. you said it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was... I got to put that back in there. Sorry, Micah. So, um, my sit of the week is Le'Veon Bell. I don't like that set. I know you don't because <laughs> he's on your team. And I understand for your situation, and it's if you've got to play him, obviously play Le'Veon Bell. I, ha- 
I, however, think you're going to be disappointed a little this week. You look at his stats. He's got he's getting the carries. He hasn't gotten over 70 yards yet uh, on the ground. His one game that he got the closest to, and he also had 10 catches, still no touchdown. He's got one receiving touchdown. He's coming off a bye week, still no Sam Darnold, playing at Philadelphia. Jets' offense is terrible. It's not. It's a recipe for a Darnold might be back, though. So like so pay attention I guess to that but <laughs> that's if just, he's that's my not, <laughs> if he's not that's a homer play for me I just I don't feel if I have other options if I can flex a wide receiver this week and I and mm. I think you've got David Johnson and who else is your running back so you've got somebody else I can't remember not Devonta Freeman I mean I do LaShawn McCoy that's the other one I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah so I'm playing those two guys I'm trying to flex a wide receiver play that may be good this week Totally understanding mm-hmm. that he could still drop 15 points and beat my flex guy. I understand that completely. I'm not comfortable playing Le'Veon Bell this week. Um, I, again, none of these are rest of season deals. This is just this week specifically. I'm I'm not feeling really, really good about that. So sure. those are this week's Micah Freeze sit of the week. Jordan's sitting Josh Jacobs. I'm sitting Le'Veon Bell. And uh, we'll we'll throw that segment in there every every now and then. So yeah. let's move on to uh, our next segment here. Uh, we were having a conversation today at lunch, and we began to talk about looking at top twelve positions right now. And just for for language sake, for reference sake, for everybody listening, when we refer to somebody as a as a one, as an RB one or a QB one or a wide receiver one. Top 12. Top 12. Yeah. So standard, most standard leagues have 12 teams. We have 10. That's going to, that's going to number one wide receivers are going to kind of fluctuate a little bit for the sake of this conversation. We're going to take the subject segment. Yeah. We're going to say our top 12. And it's a pretty, some of these players that are in the top 12 and some of these at some of these positions right now is kind of seemingly out of the norm. It was not what we were expecting. Some of them have had right. massive weeks that have really skewed their numbers after the first four weeks. So we began to talk, okay, looking at your top 12, looking outside of your top 12, who are players that are currently in the top 12 or are, are currently number one positions that are not going to finish there at the end of the year? And the flip side of that, who is currently not inside the top 12 that you believe will finish in the top 12. So just for the conversation's sake, explaining this segment, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. Um yeah, we'll go we'll go back and forth here between positions, um, and then uh, so Jordan, why don't you why don't you start us off here? Yeah, so we'll hit yeah we'll hit the players that we think are currently not in will in will yes. be in yes. right okay yep. mm-hmm. not in the top twelve now not in the top we'll 12 finish now. in the top twelve word awesome we'll um, do those first yep so. So I, I feel like I have like the low hanging fruit here. Okay. <laughs> but I mean it's it I I don't know. I don't I don't think a lot of people are super high on him at the moment because just the start he's had. Mm. Um but my my QB that is not in the top twelve right now that I think that will finish in the top twelve is gonna be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um 
I think it's pretty easy for people to be like, oh, whatever, that's an easy pick. But I don't, I don't. It's it's not an easy pick. It was no. not one that I was like, well, duh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, it was Aaron has struggled this year. Yep. New offense, new head coach, a lot of things going on. I mean, look at Devontae Adams' numbers. Adams' numbers at the beginning of the year weren't solid. Honestly, we talked about it earlier. His la- this last week was Rodgers' kind of coming out party. Mm-hmm. Um, his QB rating has been fine. Like he's yeah. been efficient he's been like protecting the ball he's thrown one interception all year Mm -hmm. and it was the last week's game (laughs) that he balled out in um he's fumbled the ball twice that's something that's kind of not common for Aaron Rodgers um yeah yeah, and but he's just he hasn't been the yardage isn't there the the touchdowns weren't there like we're kind of used to seeing um and 18, 203 yards week one, 209 yards week two, 235 yards week three. Like, those are not Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Like, this kid's usually throwing the ball up, and, and yeah, it's hard to defend Rodgers the last couple of years, and it seems like people kind of have his number this year. He's had a tough start of the season, uh, schedule-wise. Started off with Chicago. Yeah. That was tough. Minnesota's a great defense. Denver was a bit surprising that he didn't do better against them. And then I was really surprised that he blew up against Philadelphia. They normally have a, have a, a pretty, pretty decent defense, but yeah, right now he's sitting at QB 16. I think it's very feasible for him to finish the year strong. I think some of it does depend on Devonte Adams. If he mm-hmm. comes back and is fine and the toes not nagging him, if he's hobbled all year, I think that, affects yeah. that a I'm little I'm going to talk about the key to his, his success later on, actually, because okay. I think it's someone else. But okay. Yeah, Good. Aaron Rodgers is definitely the guy I think is going to finish in the top 12. My uh, my guy who's currently out of the top 12 that is, I think will be in the top 12 by the end of the year is Jared Goff. Um, currently sitting at QB 15. Uh, I You just look at the offense and you watch them play, and they are – so close to being who they were last year. Gurley hasn't been quite what he's supposed yeah. to be, and I don't know if that's new contract trying to, you know, cover for your new shiny franchise player, all that other stuff. Um, but we saw they can still put up points. They the the shootout against uh, Tampa Bay last week was that indicative helped. of that. Yeah, um, kind of let them tour around their offense. Cooper Cup's coming back around. Robert Woods is coming back around. There were several – I remember two specifically that he went long for Brandon Cooks and just didn't connect. And so they're, they're right. taking the top off the defense. The better Tom, Todd Gurley gets, I believe that that's something that's going to um, finish. And he'll boost his numbers, help him out with the offense. And the defense will, I think, get better as well, which will also obviously help the offense. So for us, for, for me, Jared Goff, I think, finishes into the top 12. I'm gonna take it a step further. I think he finishes somewhere in the top eight. Okay. I'll I'll go I'll go okay. top eight there. I think he I think again, LA I think makes a turn at some point. Um and and I think he he starts connecting with his receivers. Um again I think it, it hinges a lot on Todd Gurley. The more they give him the ball, the better he becomes. Yeah. They've got to suck in there to the I just to think, the run. I think so. we all had this expectation that. Rams were going to be exactly the same as last year, and it just sure they're just either there's regression. There's regression. Oh, That's the be best word way to re- describe that. They yep. just are not what they were last year, and we're all yep. kind of shocked. But they're still a great offense, yep. so we're just we have this like super high expectation. We're just having to lower them a little bit because yep. they're still great players. Yep. 
I'll uh, I'll make the turn here and get, move on to running backs. Um, sure. I mentioned this was my sit of the week, the Micah Freeze sit of the week here. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and say Kurt's guy who running back who's currently out of the 12, top 12, that will finish the, as an RB1 is Love Bell. Um, yes. I think yes. – I, I just think he's too talented of a player. He's going to gain consistency. Darnold's going to come back. They're going to be able to throw the ball better. Um, yeah. Robbie Anderson gets going. Um I just think at some point he he's they start figuring out that oh yeah we should dump it to this guy a lot yeah. more. Well, and he's, um, he's had to deal with well Trevor Simeon for like right. a quarter or however long right. he was yeah. in, and now Luke Fall yeah so with his third string quarterback yes yeah. Sam come back yeah please and I think once back. he comes back I think that takes Quit care of that kissing and... people <laughs> and just come back for goodness sakes yeah so Love Bell guy who's not in the top twelve that will finish the top. Uh, yeah, I'm going to move on to mine, and that is carry on Johnson. Um, everything relates to college football for me, so it hurts a little bit as being an Auburn grad for this cat. No, carry on Johnson, currently, currently ranked 20th. Um, I think this cat is poised for a great end of the year. Um, I think if you look at his statistics on the year, you're you're not necessarily like uber impressed at carry on. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's – averaging 12 points he's what a good rb2 should do but to break into that rb1 category i mean opportunity trumps just about anything up to talent you know if you've Mm. got the opportunity if you're getting the carries if you're getting the workload you can score thus we're seeing david johnson on a terrible offense opportunity david johnson has not exactly been phenomenal like if you look at his yards per carry johnson's not very very fantastic but carry on is consistently getting more and more workload Week 16, or excuse me, week one, 16 carries. Week two, 12. We started to panic at that point right yep. there. Week three, 20. Week four, 26 carries. Yep. And these are not like games where the uh, the lines are, are grinding it out. No. Last week was 34 to 30. The week before that was 27 to 24. Yeah. I think the lines finally figured out, bro, we've got to get carry on going yep. to balance out what we're doing. And we have an amazing attack on offense with – Kenny Galladay and, and, and Marvin Jones, like we just need to get these guys space by having a run game that is threatening to other people. Yep. I think carry on will continue to get more and more workload. I think he will be in the top 12. Yep. I agree with that. And I think, uh, I think obviously coming off this bye week, they'll be able to kind of look back at some tape and, uh, and get him going a little bit. Like you said, an opportunity um, sometimes can, can in fantasy for sure can trump talent. Um, yeah. to a degree you can have the most talented guy but if you're not using them it's not going to matter um where a guy who may be less talented but you use them a whole bunch is going to yeah. get you a lot more fantasy points so 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 let's talk about one of the most talented receivers yeah. potentially in the league uh drafted as the number one receiver in most mm-hmm. espn leagues deandre hopkins has looked sour on the year if you drafted hopkins just in a normal redraft league you either probably took him in the first or extremely high second whenever you tried but most likely in the first and he's sitting here at wide receiver number 26 not impressive not impressive yeah you're you're looking at his numbers and i'm just kind of i was i was a little shocked to look back at what's going on um but there's a lot of correlations as to why hopkins is struggling um week number one was phenomenal for for hopkins um 13 targets eight receptions 111 yards, two touchdowns. Nobody's complaining about week one. You're like, yep, this is why we drafted him. And then week two hit, and you have five for 40, no touchdowns. Week two hits, six for 67, 
no touchdowns, five for 41, no touchdowns. Now, look, like numbers like six for 67, five for 41, five for 40, they're not terrible. Uh, no, they're not. You're not looking at it like this is an inconsistent, stupid person. But when you drafted someone to be potentially the number that's, one, that's the big thing. These are statistics you need to be yeah. better. Yeah. Um, you're, you're looking at correlations here, though, which I thought were interesting. Look at Deshaun Watson's numbers. Yeah. Obviously, they could they directly correlate yep. to Hopkins having bad weeks. Yep. Deshaun Watson had a bad week two and a week four. Um, yep. Hopkins had a bad week two, three, and four. But yep. all of those teams were great. Were not great, but they were very good defenses. Uh, Carolina's a great defense. Jacksonville's a good defense. And the Chargers are great defense yep. as well. He had three really you know, hit a tough run. higher defenses. Yep. And then his first game was New Orleans. New yep. Orleans, eh. eh. They've yep. got a, a decent run defense, but their their pass defense is just not as great as it used to be. But he's coming up on games like Atlanta, yep. Kansas City, yep. Indianapolis, yep. Oakland, and then Jacksonville exactly again. He'll run into some a few rough games here yep. in the latter weeks. But right these next couple weeks, as much as it pains me to say this, because like, I tried to get DeAndre yep. Hopkins when he was doing rough mm-hmm. with Caleb, you better hold on to Hopkins he's about, he's about to, to ball that's out. That's exactly what I was about to say. There's, I think Watson's about to have a great couple of weeks too. To your to your point, as an encouragement, you look at targets to receptions here. He's catching the ball. Like when it's thrown to him, yeah. he's catching the ball. Yeah. At, you know, week one, 13 targets, eight receptions. Week two, eight targets, five receptions. Week three, seven targets, six receptions. And then week four last week, eight targets, five receptions. So he's catching the ball well over 50% of the time mm-hmm. when it's thrown his way. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Five, week five, six, seven, um, maybe even eight are going to be really big weeks for him. He's going to climb that cl- climb into wide receiver one territory. Yeah, this guy's going to finish top five. Yep. He just he's just needs to come back to, yep. to, the, to the average yep. D-hop. So kind of on the other side, too, and talking about both of actually Caleb's receivers right now, which uh, at the beginning of the year was, was fire. Was fire. You're sitting there going, Hopkins man, and Adams, yeah. and they've just kind of yeah. And I mean, they yeah. it's new system. So my my uh, my guy who's not in the top, my receiver who's not in the top twelve that will finish the top twelve, Devontae Adams, uh, Green Bay Packers, 21. currently number twenty one, just low. That's low end RB or uh, wide receiver two right now. He's not a good RB at all. No, he's not. Uh, but you kind of saw. When Aaron Rodgers starts getting the hang of the system, starts spreading the ball around, mm-hmm. he did get hurt. I understand that. Yeah. Um, and there's question marks about him playing this week, but I still think the like you were kind of making the kind of the correlations between Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. There's a massive correlation between Aaron Rodgers and yeah uh, uh, Devonte Adams as well. The more comfortable Aaron Rodgers is, Devonte Adams is going to be. Uh, targeted more he's gonna he's gonna be seen more downfield um and i just think um he's gonna he's gonna break away i still think he finishes well inside wide receiver one territory um into the year here yeah, so i believe so yeah making the turn into the tight ends here um some guy a guy that you're pretty high on we're pretty high on i don't know where you're at at this point um sit, hey. sitting outside the uh the top uh 12 right now um he's on a team that has struggled right now. Um, yeah. But losing Big Ben. Losing Big definitely Ben. Definitely didn't help. James Conner hasn't had the year we've hoped right. he would. Yep. So he's sitting outside right now. Uh, Vance McDonald tied in for Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, he's uh, currently sitting at uh, tied in 15. 15. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I just – I think the more Mason Rudolph gets comfortable, he'll start finding them. He's going to have – he's got a pretty decent schedule coming up pretty soon. Well, it was, it was frustrating because when Rudolph comes in that game, he or he hits uh, Vance for two touchdowns. Yeah. And so you're immediately thinking – Sweet. Dude, he's yeah. – he's, he's, he loves his tight end. It's yep. his pacifier. This is going to work out great. Yep. And then he just basically gooses you the yep. next week. I mean, to, uh, the, to the tune of two targets. Yeah. Two targets, it, one catch, 10 yards. And if you watch Pittsburgh play right yep. now, Mason Rudolph, who came from a high-flying yep. offense in college, his like average depth of target was like two-point-something yep. yards. Yeah, like and he's I, not dumping it off to the receivers. He's barely making down the Right. Throws. Yeah, and it's frustrating to watch that right now. However, I do think – so his next three games against Cincinnati, Baltimore, and the Chargers, I think are going to be tough-ish. Yeah, he's got Baltimore's the Chargers are going to be rough. He gets he gets the bye, then comes back with Miami, Indianapolis, Ooh. Ooh. Rams, mm. and Cleveland. Mm. So he comes back off of his bye. I'll take it. Yeah. So I think I think with Cincinnati, Baltimore, LA will be kind of the test to see. I just I want to see the target count go up for him. Yeah, I agree. I think if he can get back to the five to seven targets a game, catching those right in there, catch a touchdown, um, I think I think we'll be in good shape there. So the uh, secret to Aaron Rodgers' success lies in my tight end pick to come back and yep. finish as a number twelve or in the top twelve, and that would be Jimmy Graham. How do you feel knowing you're Micah that you started a tight end because you <laughs> you, you started Witten, you dropped Jimmy yeah. Graham? If you would have just played Jimmy Graham this week, you would have yeah. won your game. Um, no, no, you know. Not uh, not salty there, but here's yeah. the deal. Um, <laughs> week one, six targets, three receptions, 30 yards and a touchdown. I mean, without the touchdown, you're looking at Jimmy Graham's week one as a bleh, total crap shoot. Mm. Week two, zero receptions. Week three, zero receptions. And then week four, Aaron's coming out party. Jimmy Graham just comes out of friggin' nowhere. Yeah. Um, so there's some fun correlations, though, here. In, in, in week... Uh, Two, he was targeted twice, and um, once in week three, no points. In six targets in week one, nine targets in week four, 26 points. When Jimmy Graham gets targeted at least three times or more, he averages 13 points a game. That's obviously hearsay and silliness, but I'm telling you, it it was almost like this light clicked. I even... Rogers even came out and said he needed to get more people involved. It's when he gets like his pacifier involved here, yeah. it seems like he throws more yards and has better games. Yeah. Um, I'm still phenom- I'm still shocked that Green Bay is three and one currently. Yeah, that's with everything going crazy. on, which kind of shows you that once things start clicking, this offense could yep. be very, very dangerous. Yep. But yeah, Jimmy Graham, I just I see if as long as this continues and he keeps getting legitimate targets i think jimmy cram will actually make his way into yeah. a tight end tw- a, a tight end one this year yeah and I, I agree with you there i think um i think Devonte adams being out sorry that took me a second to get that out but that's okay <laughs> uh Devonte adams being out this week i think is going to help um dallas is, is a great team right now yeah he's going to have to rely especially this this week coming up he's going to have to rely on jimmy cram a good bit so Let's move to the guys who are currently in the top 12 Uh-oh. that will not finish dun, in dun, the top dun. 12. So it has been a little odd start of the season. 
Um, this was you... a little more fun to start on. Like it's putting these yeah. guys in, I was like, ah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> no, you really. Suck. You're gonna. You're gonna. Why don't yeah. you start us off with QBs? I'm gonna make some people angry. Please do. Tom Brady will not finish the end of this year as a quarterback one. Hot take. I I I know I'm gonna catch flack for it. And he's Tom Brady, so he might just prove us all wrong and finish as the quarterback one. He's worn the same shoulder pads <laughs> since high school, apparently. Uh, so that's that's the key. They probably is, smell terrible. They probably do smell um, terrible. <laughs> but look, Brady has faced three of the worst defenses mm-hmm. in the NFL. And in those three games, he threw for 340 yards and three touchdowns, 264 and two, 306 and two. He finally faced a Buffalo Bills defense, which granted is one of the better defenses, but he finally faced a good defense, mm-hmm. 150 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. A QBR rating of 45. Yeah. Brady finally faced tough defenses, people that can actually have like a pass rush. And he's not, I mean, Brady's not quick. Yeah. He can't, he's not going to escape a pass rush like nope. very, very non frequently, yeah. whatever that word is. Yeah. Not going to happen often. Um, Brady's just, I don't, I don't think he has it in him to actually finish. I think it is a farce. I think we are yep. chasing points with three of the worst defenses and yep. it's not going to last. I think you stream them. I think if you're Ben, oh, yeah. you, you maybe hang on to them. You play them on a, on a, when he goes back and plays Miami, when Ben's he goes actually back in plays, a great yeah. spot because he's got bench, he's got the bench slots available yeah. to keep Brady on his on his yeah. roster. So yeah, I totally agree. It's I not agree. like he isn't streamable. He's going to have games where he blows up and he's probably the QB one. Yeah, on the week. But yeah, and I'm curious too how much of the turmoil with Antonio Brown having him than not having him played into some of this. If he's if he lost opportunities to connect with Josh Gordon or Philip mm-hmm. Dorsett or Edelman, any of those guys, just interesting. Uh, my guy that I don't think will finish in the top 12 that's currently in the top 12 right now is Jameis Winston. Yuck. I just, and maybe I'm wrong, but we're talking about a guy who last year was getting beat up by Ryan Fitzgerald or Fitzpatrick, excuse me, not Fitzgerald. I yeah. know what I'm talking about. Brutal fistfights. Yes. Like, I, yeah. So, I, like, <laughs> I just like he's starting off. Well, James would go out and throw three interceptions, yeah. and they'd be like, "Nah, let's put Fitzmagic in there." Back in there, yeah. I just you know you you look at his schedule, you look at the beginning of his of his year. He's played the Giants and the Rams, and those are the only two games that he's had top QB one performances. And in. that Rams game was one of the best points that's gonna happen all year. Yeah, long. you're that's a shootout, and yes. so that's an to me that's an outlier. The 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 New York Giants game I think is a good matchup there. But Carolina and San Francisco against decent defenses, he's thrown three interceptions. He's you know barely carrying the balls any. He's his QBR is down in the sixties. I you know Jameis is just extremely inconsistent, and I don't know yeah. when you can count on him. He's one of the people that I feel like owners are going to want to stream, but they're never going to stream him right. on the right week, right? Because on a matchup where it doesn't make sense, he's going to go out, suddenly fall yeah. out, and be amazing. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah, and his, his schedule coming up, he's got New Orleans, Carolina to buy. Hmm. I, I'm not comfortable playing him in either one of those games. He comes no. off the buy, has Tennessee, Seattle, Arizona. That's fine. Um, you know, but even Seattle's defense right now is really good, and Tennessee's playing really well right now too. Yeah, so not comfortable with Jameis Winston. Just don't think he's going to finish 
no. uh, in the top 12 end of year. Um, let's move on. Speaking of the Titans, let's move on to running backs. I'm surprised at this one. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't see this one coming. I know. It's kind of a hot take. My wide receiver is even a hotter take, but it is. I'll I'll start I'll start here. Number seven running back right now, Derrick Henry. It's not so much of a belief in Derrick Henry's ability as much as it is the team that he's on. I don't see them sustaining this level of of how well they've been playing, just as a team in general. Hmm. Um I mean, and you gotta think too, like his first three games, he scored a touchdown. Right. That's not sustained. Like that. That's just not something you're going to sustain. And even the only reason he had 11 points this last game was because he carried the ball 27, 27 times. times. I was going to bring that for up. 100 yards. But you're. But but then look at his yards per carry averages. Less than 4.4, 5.4, 2.5, 3.7. Mm-hmm. You're going to get into defenses against Buffalo, the Chargers, Carolina, Jacksonville. Like you're just going to run into those teams that are going to that are going to stuff that. And I just don't think Mariota's good right. enough to open the lid of that to allow for the run to happen. They can stack the box. So a team, NFL teams are going to figure the the uh, Titans out eventually, yeah. and they're going to stuff the run. I just don't see Derrick Henry. Well, and I think we when you talk about ones, whoever, right. whatever the position right. is, to, to be a one, you have to have both aspects of, yes. of this. So in, for running backs, that's running the ball, and that's catching the ball. And yeah. Derrick Henry on the year has had – uh, five total receptions. Yeah. You see his targets. And his first against. and one of the receptions, game one was a seventy-five yeah. yarder <laughs> for a touchdown. Exactly. That was his his big huge yeah. play. Derrick Henry has never really been no. a big reception guy, but it's, and he's usually this giant bruiser. Let's just be honest. But he, he's yeah. a big dude, so if he can get momentum, he's hard to bring tack- down tackles. But I think you're right. In order to stay in wider in number one territory, he'd either have to continue the touchdown pace yeah. he's on, which is just not possible in yeah. my opinion, or start getting involved in other areas. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to spend it, and that's very similar to why I picked the guy I picked. Uh, I did pick number eleven. I guess that's sort of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Running back n- pick here. I know. Hot take. Running back eleven. Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones, you lying, deceitful, terrible <laughs> running back. You are misleading fantasy owners into thinking that you're a good running back when you are garbage and you are not good at what Whoa. you do. Okay. Whoa. <sighs> Okay, all right. Let the person Let himself, Aaron's probably a great dude. Actually, against Minnesota, Aaron Jones put up 116 rushing yards. So Aaron Jones legitimately is a talented running back. But the reason for the last the, the week one, 13 for 39, mm-hmm. no touchdowns, one reception for yeah. zero yards. Week two against Minnesota, freaking surprising. 23 for 116 yeah, and a touchdown. Really, that was really shocking. You know, four receptions. That was a great week. 10 for 19, rushing. 1.9 yards. Let's let, let that sit for a second. Yeah. And then last week, 13 for 21, 1.6 yards a week. He had a lot of catches. And this is coming on involved. a week for Aaron Jones where uh, his backup, what's his name, yeah. got injured in that yeah. game. Yeah. This was Williams. Jamal Williams. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, uh-oh, Aaron, yeah. for the rest of the game. No, nope. he was nothing. He got Six receptions for 37 yards, and that's why he made his day, and he got a touchdown. Aaron Jones, week three, two touchdowns, 14 points. Yep. Let me take 12 away from 14.8, and you get 2.8. Yep. Yep. 
week last week one touchdown 14.8 again this he's not what he looks like yeah. he is he is one of these classic people we are looking at points and and going oh he finished with 14 points two weeks in a row he looks consistent the only way he got that and it was garbage these were yeah. like two yard line one yard line mm-hmm. touchdown runs yeah and it's just because he happened to be the guy that yep. vultured the he touchdown he didn't work to get there Aaron will not finish as a yep. running back one Yep, game scripted in. That that lot. That's a lot of times how guys get uh, get uh, inflated numbers there. So, same idea for my wide receiver. Yep. Hot take number. This is not hot at all. No. If people think this guy's going to finish as a one, I'm sorry, you are you are misinformed. Sammy Watkins is my receiver inside the twelve that will not finish as a wide receiver one. Uh, Watkins currently the sixth made up for a little bit. I took a top six guy mm-hmm. here. Watkins is currently the sixth, and it is solely because solely of week one. Yep, that's it. Yep, nine. Tar- excuse me, eleven targets. Phenomenal. Nine catches, 198 yards, and three, three touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, that that boy scored 44 points in our in our league format yep. in week one. The following week, he gets more targets. So, yes, he only caught six balls for 49 yards. He didn't get the touchdown. We were very upset about the way it mm. happened. But you were like, no. He got targeted 13 times. He is fine. Yeah. Eight targets the next week. Five catches, 64 yards. Six targets last week. Three catches, 54 yards. I see a trend here. He is going down. Yep. Patrick Mahomes has a new favorite receiver every week. And they score so fast. That's yeah. the reason Mecole Hardman is, is is people it, like Mecole. Well. Yeah. yeah, that's the reason they get these high yeah. ranks. Sammy is still riding week number one, and yeah. it looked it, it sixteen points as his average. He hasn't even gotten half of that. Yeah, at any other week in the last three in yeah. any other week besides the yeah. first week. Sammy Watkins is a lie. Yep. And unless you just have to play a guy that could potentially score forty. Like if you want to do play that game, play that game. Yeah. But you also have the guy who could put up five points yeah. on your on your. And I don't know job. how much help. I think it, I think it really hurts him when Tyreek Hill comes back. Yep, I, think I agree. It really helps him and takes takes uh, receptions and targets away from him. Yeah. My uh, wide receiver. This is going to sound Woo! crazy. Number two. He's the number two wide receiver right on now. The year. Chris Godwin. Mister Godwin. Okay. Chris Godwin. Hear me out. Okay. Thought about this. I'm listening. And even though we just talked about how Micah was silly for not for not playing those things. This is where the 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 diving into targets and receptions ratio and all those things and looking at touchdowns, looking yeah. at game scripts, yeah. how all that stuff plays in to some of these things and how you've got to look at it, plus looking at his schedule. Okay. So I'm gonna explain all those things, but that's the recipe that I'm using for, for, I'm for making this thing. Week one, six targets, three receptions, touchdown, 12.8. Cool. Next week, nine targets, eight receptions, great reception ratio to targets, 121 yards, touchdown, 20 points. Okay. Great week. Okay. Next week, four targets, Uh three receptions against a Giants team that is not that good. Mm. Five points. In a game that they put up thirty-two points in or 30, game that thirty-one they put points, up thirty-one points in. Okay, that's alarming to me. That's my first red flag. Okay, down week, whatever. Next week comes back against the Rams. 
It's 14 targets. Good Lord. 12 receptions. Good grief. 172 yards. Good two crushes. touchdowns, okay? So, first four games, you're looking at a touchdown per game. You're looking at a target-to-reception ratio that honestly is really hit and miss considering who's throwing him the ball, considering the schedule mm. they've got, New Orleans, mm. Carolina, bye week. Tennessee will be interesting if they continue to play the right they at are. Seattle, at Seattle. At Seattle the week after that, and they've got Arizona, which that's fine, New Orleans, whatever. So I, I just – you look at the targets and the reception ratios and all those things between – against San Francisco, against Carolina, against the Giants. I just I don't see it continuing. I statistics tell you he will not keep this pace up. He's going to regress and I think when he regresses, he's going to regress hard. Hard like sure. two points averaging two points through four weeks hard. Like it's it's going to be a drastic fall. It's going to be Fitz magic all over again with Chris Godwin. Mm. Um I'm, I'm no stock market analyst or whatever, but I'm, his stock right now is on a bubble, a big bubble. So you're telling the Chris Godwin owner they need to capitalize trade right him, now. trade him, trade now. him right now. Go get way more than he's go, worth. Yep. Go. I mean, uh, and be happy for this. Yes. And if uh, okay, the other thing you can say about this too is Micah. If yeah, Perry's interested. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm not interested. I don't want anything to do with him. And maybe I shouldn't have said this on a podcast to where the rest of the league's going to hear that and not want to trade him. <laughs> but I'm sitting here looking at this, and even if he winds up high wide receiver two, mm-hmm. who you would get for him right now is a guarantee. Yeah, you're going to guarantee. Yeah. If I'm Micah, I'm trying to. I'm going after. I'm going to Caleb. I'm going. Hey, man. Devontae's had a bad start. Hey, man, DeAndre's had a bad start. Let's. I'll, I can take the risk with one of those guys. Who wants to take Godwin? I'm. I'm playing that card real hard right now, and I'm trying to make that trade. And I'm gonna let. We're gonna see what happens. And, and I really it. want a trade to happen before next week. Before next week, I do too. Oh, we have such I a good. I really want to hear that next we have segment. Such a good segment name for it. So that's. That's my that's my hot that's so might be the me, hottest take. Hit me with your tight end, Andrew. Yep, and this pains me because I'm a Falcons fan and he's a Falcons player. Ooh. Austin Hooper. Again, Ooh. tied into uh it's more the situation than the player. Um you'll read stuff right number now. Number two saying, on the year. Yeah, I just two number twos. You went hot. I did. I went hot tonight. Spicy and you habanero. and you look at you look at his numbers. You look at target receptions. You look at, you know, it's all really great. Nine for nine, six for four, seven for six, one for nine. All that's really, really good. He's had two touchdowns so far, so that means more touchdowns are coming. However, Mm -hmm. the Falcons are about to implode. (laughs) I say this as a fan. Three and one. They're th- I, I mean, one, no, and three. one and three. Excuse me. Yeah, they're one. I was going to say, no, no, no. They're I one and three. It backwards. Dan Quinn doesn't make it through the season. I share the same. I don't um, think he makes it through the season. Devontae Freeman's yeah. not going to ever be enough to take, be able to take the lid off. You're going to be able to cover Julio Jones, which I guess leaves Austin Hooper open some. I just, I just don't see in the tight end landscape. I don't see, I see other guys kind of jumping him a little bit. He's going to regress. And I think again, he's going to regress a little harder. Austin Hooper, I don't think you finish in the top 12. That's, I mean, it's a hot take. I, yeah. Of, of the people I'd looked at, I, I, I don't know. Like, this is one of the few I may disagree, and it's, disagree with you on. It's more of the situation. I feel like Austin Hooper, 
as sucky as the Falcons have looked is almost like a necessity for sure. their offense right now. Because mainly, Devonta Freeman, who should be like your guy that's out there at that five-ish yeah. kind of yard range. Yeah. I don't know. Freeman's just had a weird year, yeah. and Hooper is open. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. But we'll I, see. we will see. We need to check these claims at the end of the year. <laughs> All right. Let's finish this off yep. with Mr. Olsen. Old man Olsen. Panthers tight end Greg Olsen. Um, Greg, you shine so bright. <laughs> you came back into our lives, and we thought, oh, he's real. He's a real he's boy. Real. We have him back. I mean, let's talk about it. Yeah. Week one, nine targets. Yeah. Four catches for 36. Not great. Week two, nine targets. Six catches for 110-41. Or 41. Wow, he had 41 Whoa. touchdowns. It was phenomenal. <laughs> 41 was his long. I'm sorry. Uh, Six for nine, 110. Uh, So we're looking at someone, nine targets, nine targets, seven targets, four targets. Jordan, why is Greg Olson not going to finish? Greg Olson's finally busting out his like crazy big week, week two. Yes, that was with Cam in a loss. It was a strange week. Yeah, it was a strange week. Week three, you have Kyle Allen come in. Six for seven, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. And we were finally like, dude is back. Olsen is back. Last week, four targets, two receptions, five total yards, no touchdowns. And I know it was a low-scoring game, but I think you see that Kyle Allen, when he is like now settled into his role, yeah. Olsen's just not a part of it. No, I feel like it's the same thing with Kyle Rudolph. Could yeah. a potentially Vance be a part of this? Yes, but I think Kyle Allen is just sitting like, where's McCaffrey? Yeah. I need to throw it to, to him, him or I'm going to get hit by really big dudes. Right. And so yeah, yeah. I just don't think Olsen has what it takes to stay there. Week three, his like huge week where he got his touchdowns and with Kyle Allen, was he's playing Arizona. Arizona's literally statistically the worst team against <laughs> tight ends. If you have a tight end, play him against yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Like, it was just a great matchup to look good. I think it was a lie. I think if you have Olsen, you try to capitalize off of it, but I I, I don't see Olsen yep. finishing in the top. Yep, so those are, uh, yeah, we'll be interesting checking with this back towards the end of the year um, and see how some of these guys pan out. Maybe we'll do a, uh, maybe we'll do some kind of reward for the most people who got right yeah. or something like that. We, so. went, we went long today. We did, but that's okay. We had a lot of good conversation, yeah. a lot of good info going in there. So We, we buried the lead. We buried possibly the most important thing we could have ever talked about on this podcast. Go on. I got my first win this week. You did get your first win. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I was just like, Jordan, you won. Boys, one and three. Let's go. (laughs) I don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Oh, man. Can't keep me down. (laughs) It was one of Ben's lowest points for all year, but who cares? A win's a win, right? A win's a win. Yeah, that's right. That's all we've got for today's show. Again, El Matate Nachos. I think they're a solid tight end. Or, excuse me, solid Nacho Nacho 2. Yeah, I think think. that's Nacho 2 territory for sure. Um, Chicken was great. Like, I'd buy them again, but only chicken nachos. The beef was Yeah, and then maybe put beans on the side. The beans were good, but it was like... Equal Her, sog, yeah. Yeah, right. they just sogged the whole thing. If up. I gotta eat the nachos with a fork, yeah, I don't want them. Yeah, not so good. their don't salsa was good though. I very was, good salsa. I was very impressed with the salsa. So yeah, that's all the time we've got for today. Thanks for listening in, guys. And until next week, pay mm. attention, watch your injury reports, mm. make trades, communicate, mm. be a good league owner. And, Looking at you, um, Aaron. We're all uh, we're all gonna have a good time with it. So until next time, goodbye. <laughs>